Over the Ledge is brought to you by the Texas Tribune Festival. The annual Texas Tribune Festival is one of the nation's largest celebrations of politics, policy, and ideas, and this year will take place virtually throughout the month of September. Learn more and get tickets at festival.texastribune.org. Welcome to Over the Ledge Live, the podcast, the number one, and some say only, political satire show based solely on the Texas legislature. Over the Ledge gives you a behind the scenes look at the shenanigans of the Texas legislature by decoding political headlines and legislature's behavior into easy to understand dad jokes. We're just as funny, but not as famous. Let's meet our guest tonight. Jessica Torres is an improviser and occasional comedian who has performed at the Institution, Hideout, and Fallout Theaters, and makes a fool of herself at various social gatherings. She's a member of the improv group Amoeba and hopes to one day see their beautiful faces in real life again. Welcome, Jessica. Do you want to say a few words? Sure, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I, um, I've i been looking for a way to showcase my <laughs> ignorance of local politics. So I'm super excited to you do are that. You're in the right day. spot, Jessica. Welcome. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, we're glad to have you. Um, our other guest comedian will be Aaron Salinas, hailing from the crown jewel hidden in the mesquite trees, Kingsville, Texas. Aaron Salinas is an award-winning actor, writer, and director. He enjoys working on his movie podcast with his friends and petting dogs once the opportunity arises. Please welcome Aaron Salinas. Hey, everybody. Uh, happy to be here. I'm, I'm really super stoked and excited to be. Uh, I just realized, too, this is going to be a podcast that's later, but it's called Over the Ledge Live. Just thought of that during the introduction. Just wanted to point my thought process. So you've ruined it. Thank you. I, that would be the first one. <laughs> What's the name of your podcast, Aaron? Oh, Shame Watch. Thank you. Thank you for reminding me. All right. Well, we're going to do the podcast a little bit differently tonight. Our announcer and special guest will be Bravin Ranganathan, who is our outgoing Over the Ledge intern. Mm, sad face Whoa. from everyone. Huh? Oh, oh, but. Oh, you're, oh, this is last this episode, is it. right? This is the last, yeah. and yeah, I'm very sad. Um, he's graduating from UT Austin in the fall. He's passionate about politics and organizing. He is also an activist in the current labor and criminal justice reform movement sweeping the country. We're going to be asking about his involvement with these issues as well as about how to get members of his generation more interested, I'm sorry, of our generation more interested in politics. Oh, isn't that a joke? Congrats okay. on graduating, man. That's awesome. Yes. I appreciate it. Yes. Yeah. Um, finally, we have the creator and ruler of the Over the Ledge Empire and my boss, who needs no introduction, Stephanie. Men are like jobs. There are no more good ones out there. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, please do go on. I'm so excited to be with everybody today. 
um, and excited and sad for Bravin. So let's just get right to it. Let's talk about what has been going on in Texas the last few weeks. To our fan out there, I'd like to apologize for the monotony of our jokes of late. Uh, know that we are at the mercy of the newsreel and it's been all coronavirus this and coronavirus denial that, and there's just not much we can do about it. Or is there? What do you say we switch gears and focus on something else like West Nile? Yes, West Nile has been found in mosquitoes in Texas. Story. Oh. Symptoms include vision hey. loss, muscle weakness, and a stupor. Unfortunately, we won't be able to tell the difference if it hits the Texas legislature. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because you said stupor and then you went into that joke. Yeah, I don't know worked. if it's a stupor or just stupor. Or Someone... stupid, one of the two. Like, right, right. <laughs> a stupor, it's like a drunken stupor, but I don't yeah. know. Yeah. All right, way to keep up the pace, Stephanie. Okay, uh, 10 more state troopers at the Capitol have tested positive for COVID-19. At this rate, there won't be enough armed security pr to protect the armed visitors. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> so sad. Groups say required contact tracing interferes with their right to make a living. Women everywhere slowly put down their spatula, the vacuum cleaner, and their fourth child and say, oh, really? We have a right to make a living? <laughs> Early last week, Governor Greg Abbott, Abbott pointed to abundant hospital capacity as Texas continued with business reopenings. His sponsors, Blake and Moore Cemetery, said they have plenty of openings, too. Ooh, special note, oh. he is closing Texas back down. As Texas coronavirus hospitalizations rise, local officials can recommend precautions, but they can't enforce many of them. Non-enforcement, where have I heard that before, said every sexual assault survivor in Texas. Oof, yeah. Oh, yeah, and that was the softer version of that joke. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Texas Republicans plan to go ahead with their convention in person in Houston next month. Chairman James Dickey said there will be no mask shaming for those who don't wear them, but anyone who even tries to show up in last season's chinos will be mocked endlessly. Uh, <laughs> you know I don't move on until I get some sort of reaction. Thank you. That's a, that's a groaner. <laughs> <laughs> have to agree all right new census estimates say texas's hispanic population will overtake its white population by mid next year representatives will use census data from when from redistricting next year so we'll see what creative new shapes they come up with this time to disenfranchise voters <laughs> of color speaker of the house denon bonin says spirals Houndstooth and Jackson Pollock splatters are all on the table. <laughs> Texas public school districts won't be required to wear masks or test for the virus when they return this fall. Education Commissioner Mike Morass says it will be safe for students, teachers, and staff to return for in-person instruction this fall because we have revamped our curriculum to revolve around wishful thinking. <laughs> 
<laughs> 13 UT football players tested positive for COVID-19. This comes as many athletic programs across the state are resuming practices amid pressure to prepare athletes for the fall. The NCAA, when reached for comment about how they'll keep players safe, said, <laughs> sorry, have you met us? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, not quite, two more. Stay with me, mom and dad. Two members of Empower Texas, angry about mask rules, were caught on a hot mic disparaging Governor Greg Abbott for being in a wheelchair. They think masks are bad. Just wait till Dan Patrick downgrades them to a ball gag. <laughs> just the, I, in just imagined, okay. I just imagined him in leather and whips and it wasn't. Okay. And you Go on. Wanna, I'm sorry. <laughs> I got it. I got it. Okay. Empower Texas overlord, Michael Quinn Sullivan, issued a public apology shortly after news of the scandal broke. And he said he had already apologized privately to the governor. Unfortunately, we don't know exactly what was said, as it's apparently one of the only conversations Empower Texas hasn't recorded in recent history. But I hope that Governor Abbott made it clear that the only person he's okay with mocking people with disabilities is Donald Trump. <laughs> Give me my Trumpy. I will take my Trumpy, Robin. Uh, and there you have it, recently in the Texas Ledge. No applause is too Whoa. much. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, Stephanie already mentioned this, but a Trumpy is when someone talks about anything federal government related. So Stephanie, you get a Trumpy. Thank you. Um, and an Adler is when someone talks about something city related. All right. Okay. Uh, let's play our first game. It's called Real Bill or Fake Bill. Given some of the zany and out of this world bills proposed by Texas legislatures, throughout our history, it can be hard to differentiate real bills from made up ones. That's why our guest comedians will have to do during the game. We'll read aloud a bill or a law and our comedians will have to decide if it's a real one from Texas legislative history or one that we made up. Um, here's how our podcast works to review. Our two guest comedians, Aaron Salinas and Jessica Torres, are competing against one another for the coveted most knowledgeable comedian in Austin award. Stephanie, do you want to change the background? So badly, to... boom. There it is. Um, the award is given to the comedian who knows the most about Texas politics, according to the outcomes of the games on our show. Um, whoever wins it will also get a picture of themselves with the special guest, me. <laughs> <laughs> I will apparently post on social media the picture and the announcement of the winning comedian is the most knowledgeable comedian in Austin. Did we ask me if I'm okay with this? Yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, all right. Let's get started with our first game. Who would like to go first? Jessica, you can go first. All right, Aaron. Right. I'd like to see, see uh, what questions are being asked first. Okay, so I'm going to give you an oh, example great. of a bill, and you're going to tell me if it's real or fake. Okay? Okay. A bill to amend the Texas state constitution to allow for religious tests in order to enter public office, in particular tests regarding Christianity. 
I am going to say that that is a real bill. You would think so, but amazingly, oh. it is not. Really? <laughs> oh, I that's from, from Robinson. Oh, I, I, I hope you'll pray about it. <laughs> okay, Aaron. This bill will ban local officials from shutting down lemonade stands operated by children. I believe that is a bill. Um, it, it, it ain't going to work, though. Oh, yeah, why not? Uh, try Try running up to a 10-year-old Aaron in the summer, tell him he can't make a quarter to make to go to the county fair. <laughs> yeah, try try running up on Aaron. I dare you. Okay, bonus points if you can 10-year-old Aaron. 10-year-old Aaron. 10-year-old Karen was Aaron was a lot more brave. Okay. <laughs> All right, you're right. This was filed by Rep. Matt Kraus Krause in the 86th session and signed into law. So you you can start up your your lemonade stand again, Aaron. I, yeah. I, well, not in the current state that we are right now. <laughs> true, true. Yeah. Okay, Jessica. A bill that proposes that animals used for research be adopted afterwards. Real. Very good. It was real. Really? Yes. Yes, uh, it was filed by Reb yeah. Minaras, but it was left pending in committee. So I hope we see this bill again next session. Aaron. Mm -hmm. A bill promoting citizens' arrests of those caught burning the Texas flag. Yes, only because we had a bill to stop the Chilean flag used for the Texas flag <laughs> as an emoji. So true. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? You get, you're wrong. It's a fake bill, Dang but you it. get a bonus point. You get extra credit <laughs> for knowing that about the Chilean flag. So, yep, I so knew that. Mark a point down, Robin. Excellent. Okay. It's very close. Jessica, back to you. A, that's not exciting. Okay. This bill allows fishing via bow and arrow in certain rivers in Texas. I have to think that that You're is real. correct. This was filed by Justin Holland. <laughs> Unfortunately, it never even was heard in committee. Although Maybe I will. This is... What? I was going to say this might be my inner Texan, but why is that against? Why would that be against the law somewhere? Fishing with a bow and arrow. I honestly, don't... yeah, bow fishing. I Kingsville's in the sticks, so. May, again, I, you know, that would just be me talking. <laughs> I don't, I don't know, but I will tell you that four years ago we had a constitutional amendment to allow hunting and fishing, making it a constitutional right here in Texas. God bless Texas. Yeah. <laughs> All right, back to you, Jessica. Or that was yours. That was yours, Aaron. This bill banned local school boards from preventing the posting of the Ten Commandments in classrooms. Shit. Say it again. I, uh, I know. It, there words. are a lot of... Okay, so this bill banned yeah. local school boards, school boards from preventing the posting of the Ten Commandments. You're saying a lot of words and it's confusing me. <laughs> um, it's saying that local school boards may not say you may not post the Ten Commandments. 
That's not helping. I'm going to say Ten Commandments may not be posted preventing the local bill ban school board. The, the, I'm saying that the state wants the, the Ten Commandments up. So if it's... They don't want so the yes. school board to prevent that. They, don't want, they want the school board to not be involved, I guess, right? Yes, thank yes. you. Okay, okay, so yes, Erin, you're right. The state wants state control over the posting of the Ten Commandments. Good job. All right, where do they stand right now, and how many questions have I asked? You asked three piece. Yeah, uh, Aaron has three, and Jessica has two. Okay. All right, plenty of time to come back, Jessica. Plenty of time. <sighs> I'm gonna crush you, Aaron. Just be ready. Okay. Bring it. Just one. This bill legalizes medical marijuana specifically in regards to nursing homes in order to provide safer alternatives to opioid painkillers for the elderly. I'm gonna say that it is real. It is not real, <gasps> but it sounds good. It, it did, it, it did yeah. it's great to yeah. me. Yeah, it does. Yeah. I know, yeah, imagine how like chill that nursing home would be, right? But they'd eat a lot. Yeah. Okay, Aaron, this bill would have banned all tax dollars. Okay, this bill proposed to ban all tax dollars sent to subsidize vegetarian restaurants, which are referred to in the bill as against the, quote, culture <laughs> of the state of Texas. Yes, so pretty much vegetarian restaurants are not allowed to get any tax dollars because it is against the world. Oh, I believe that. So it is a bill. It is not a bill. Oh. <laughs> what a great, but it, they're getting ideas from our show. Okay. Good, good, good fake bill, Brahmin. Good fake That's... bill. Okay. Jessica, final question. Hey. This bill banned radical left-wing groups from conducting political canvassing operations in Texas. Sure, I'll say it's real. I'm just going to go real all, all down the line. I love it, but it's not. It's <laughs> not. Once I, I, Wow, we are more extremist than Apparently. we thought. Okay. Yeah. I, Aaron, I, I will crush you, but it won't be in that game. <laughs> be some other, some other That's right. You least expect it. <laughs> okay. This bill allowed those prosecuted for marijuana use to use a doctor's recommendation as a legal defense. I'm going to say not a bill. It is a bill. Whoa, really? What? Yes, this was filed by Rep. Gina Hinojosa, and it was left pending in subcommittee. Oh, but it's not a law. It's not a law yet, right? It's just not a, a law yet. Okay. No. Okay. Wow, that bill, that game backfired. Robin, how did it go? <laughs> um, all right. So right now we have Aaron with three, and <sighs> Jessica with two. Wow, so this last, wow, okay. So neither one of them got anything right in the last four questions. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, maybe okay. I, maybe well, the point of this was to illustrate how crazy our bills were, but we did not do that because you believed the crazier bills. So, wow. Nothing is not gullible, so. I, okay, well, I hope no one got too many ideas here. So. 
based on just one game, you know, we could play another game with the two of y'all. I'm down. But I'm, 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 I love games. Me too. Me too, but you've played most of the games, Aaron. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going to play a game off the top of my head. And it's called... Uh, okay, hold on. Uh-huh. Talk amongst yourselves. Um, oh, okay. My ex liked, liked playing games, too. Oh. <laughs> oh, hey oh. I'm just kidding. No, nah, she did, though, but we're we done, so it's, it's all good. Least- is this a new ex? No, no, I'm still with Kaylee. Okay. Like, um, but like my my ex. Your ex. I just wanted to. I just wanted to say something. Okay, say something I'm sorry. It. I don't want to let Jessica not get a second chance. So we're going to play a game called Legislator, Scientist, Dictator. Oh shit! Okay, game. Robin, do you want to explain this game? Yes. So we're gonna redo um, a name. And you have to guess whether it's a um, scientist, a famous scientist, a dictator from history, or a member of the Texas legislature. Excellent. I think I can cut. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. I know we're spitballing here. Okay, no. I'll play this game. I had another idea, but we're going with this. Okay, Jessica, you're coming from behind with two points. Here you go. Paul Bettencourt. Uh, legislator? Yes. Very good. I know a thing. I know a thing. Senator. Very good. Okay. Aaron. Rachel Carson. Senator. <laughs> Senator? No, <laughs> this Damn is an American it. marine biologist who wrote the book uh, Silent Spring. Jessica. <laughs> Lewis Walter Alvarez. Lewis Walter Alvarez. Legislator? No, scientist. <laughs> American uh, physicist that was awarded the Nobel Prize. Oh, yeah, that guy. Yes. Yeah, I mean, of course. I of course. Sure. Invented okay. the toaster strudel. That, right. that's, no, that's, that's the one. That's the one. That's him. Okay, Aaron. Eric Honecker. I thought you were just going to say Eric. I was like, what the? <laughs> Eric. Um, Eric, Eric Honecker. Well, scientist. That that sounds like a, a German scientist. It does. He was German, but it's a dictator, former leader of the Communist Party. Ugh. Ugh, man. Okay. Can't win, man. I'll 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 give you I'll I'll give you some softballs after this, Aaron. Don't worry. Okay. Oh, hey, Jessica. Oh yeah. Um, let's try <laughs> Keith Bell. Keith Bell. Scientist. Legislator. Yeah. Oh. Oh. I was going to say scientist too. <laughs> wow. Okay. No, no. He's a rancher. From Invented District Bell Helmets. How about uh, Jose Menendez? For Aaron. That's, yes. a, that's a legislator. That is a legislator. Good job. Very good. I, 
And I think someone I went to school with. <laughs> I think I went to school with the Menendez, Jose Menendez. I think we called him Joey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, Jessica. Francis Crick. Francis Crick. You look at me like I should know who this is. That you're giving. Come on, Crick. That's something you 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 fish bow and arrow in. That's that's what you, that's what you do. In the Crick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, scientist. Yes. Oh shit. Yes. Oh, See, I knew. I knew. I was. You did. And, and Crick's partner's last name was. Crick. Crick and Crick. Yes, exactly. The DNA oh. double helix from Crick and Crick. Watson oh. and Crick. Watson and Crick. <laughs> Although really a woman invented it. I can't think of her name and they just stole her. Men. Okay, come All on. You got this one, Aaron. Manuel Noriega. That's a softball. I feel like he's been in rap songs. So dictator? Yes. Yes. Former right? dictator of Panama. Good job. Yeah, I'm the real Noriega. Okay, yeah. See? Thank you, Rick Ross. I believe that's a Rick Ross song. <laughs> yeah. Right yeah. yeah, right. All right. How many have I done, Robin? Uh you've done a bunch. Um, do I know the uh have I done four a piece? Uh yeah, you've done four a piece. And someone is in the lead now. Okay. I wanna play what is the in the lead? Who's uh, winning? Aaron Aaron's in the lead with six, no, with five. And how many and does Jessica have? Four. Okay, so I'm going to ask one more question to each of you, and then we're going to play a lightning round. I'm so excited. Jessica. Oh. Yes. John Kemple. Oh, come on. I've heard of this. Possibly represents Temple. <laughs> I mean, I was going to say legislator anyway. <laughs> but no. The look of her face. So, yes? Yes, it's a legislator. Uh, <laughs> represent I'm definitely temple? saying that, and Stephanie did not leave me in any way. I did not. You said it. <laughs> I, know. Um, I don't know. District 44, which I'm guessing is near the valley, so I don't think it's temple. Okay, final one for you, Aaron. Yes. Katherine Johnson. Katherine Johnson. Uh, scientist. She's one of the Johnsons from Johnson and Johnson. <laughs> I think right you get three money? quarters point because she is a scientist. <laughs> the mathematician who works for NASA. Oh, Katherine right? Johnson. Okay. Yes. 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 Oh, yeah. Oh, movie about her. Numbers. Yeah. Numbers. No, Famous. not numbers. What was it called? Hidden America. Hidden Truth. figures. Hidden figures. Hidden Thank figures. you. Hidden figures. <laughs> I get a point for that. Yes, I think Jessica does. So give us the final, Robin. Okay. Um, wait, so Jessica got a point for the last question? Aaron got a point, and then Jessica got. Bonus props. Let's not say points because uh, I want them to tie. Uh, all right. So right now, Aaron with six and Jessica with five. Oh, they're not tied. Okay. We're going to do this experiment anyway. Okay. And so 
I want y'all to say legislators' names that you know back and forth, and whoever knows the most wins. <laughs> I mean, like state legislators? Yes. You have to be state. So, but for example, if I were to say something like animals you find on a farm, right? You'd cow. Be like, mm hmm. Pig, yeah. Okay, so now oh. I just want to say legislators in the in the, in hmm. Texas legislature. Hmm. Anyone? Can we do animals? Are we sure we can't do animals? <laughs> Farm animals, marine, anything. Seriously. I just can we do notable actors from the 1970s? <laughs> yes. I can do yes. that. Can... Yes. Okay. All right. I wanted to see if we could do it at all. Can either one of you come up with one legislator? I mean, we literally, I just told you five of them. <laughs> Stephanie, temple. I've been there. That's Temple guy. Temple. 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 Aaron. Crick. D John Crick. <laughs> that was a sign. No. Aaron, you've played legislators. <laughs> I've, 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 oh, Sticklin. Good job. Okay, Sticklin. Jessica. Uh, I blew my lot on Temple. I don't, um, Jessica, if it makes you feel better, I'm the in-house comedian, and I've <laughs> I've interviewed many, and I still don't. Know. I can name other notable figures from Texas. Lots. Yeah. <laughs> Give me one. Willie Nelson. Okay. Thank All right. You. That's Thank that's you. our game, Bravin. <laughs> who you. who do you want to be the most knowledgeable? You just pick, Bravin. Who's your favorite? Um. Well. Uh. Aaron has contributed a lot to the Over the Ledge community over the past several months, but this is Jessica's first show, and I feel like we should reward her putting herself out there and uh, getting on our show today. So I will take pity. Be... I will take pity. Thank you. Okay. Thank you so much. Congratulations to Jessica. Yay. Okay, so Bravin and I have had a wonderful time working together on this podcast, or at least I have, and he told me that he has. So <laughs> I hope it's true. Um, but he really has been invaluable. Every game we have played, he has prepared, and there's no way I could have done the show without him. So major props, major props to Bravin. Yeah, but, Bravin! Yes. But while we were working together, we realized there really was a gap in our generation. So I would make some references that he wouldn't get and vice versa. So we're going to play a game with each other where we each ask each other a multiple choice question about our generation. So um, Aaron, <laughs> will you kind of keep track of scores yeah. for us? Yeah. Okay. And so I'm going to go first because, you know, I'm the host and creator. Go for it. Okay, Bravin. Who were Buffy's love interests on Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Were they number one, Angel, Riley, and Spike? Number two, Xander, Willow, and Oz? Number three, Dawson, Pacey, and Joey? Number four, Angel, Oz, and Xander? Uh, number four, Angel, Oz, and Xander. Good try. It was Angel, Riley, and Spike. Oh. Stephanie, I would be killing at this game. Why can't <laughs> <laughs> So have you watched Buffy? Do you at least know the show? I know Buffy is a vampire slayer. And, <laughs> and that's about it. <laughs> and you yeah, haven't heard well, of Angel? That Angel had a spinoff yeah. show? That he was a vampire without a soul? No. I have no idea. No, I don't know. Okay, I'm ready for your question. All right. 
millennial questions. The term 21 Savage refers to <laughs> A, how it seems that a lot of people choose to black out on, their, on the night of their 21st birthday. <laughs> this church in Houston known to produce many famous rappers. C, how some Twitter users of our generation can be savage in response to attacks from members of older generations. Or D, the name of a rapper from Atlanta. Oh, wow. What was the one about Houston again? Uh, B was a district in Houston known to produce many famous rappers. That's, I want that one. 21 Savage. <laughs> Aaron's laughing so hard. What is it? <laughs> 21 Savage is the name of a rapper from Houston. He's pretty popular. <laughs> oh, so it's a rapper from... Oh, from Atlanta, from Atlanta, yes. From Atlanta. Atlanta. Okay, okay. All right. Um, Thanks for you that. Know it's a, you know it's a 21 Savage song because they says 21 in the background numerous times. Yeah. <laughs> 21, 21, 21. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Okay, here's a Gen X question to you. What was Y2K? Oh, okay. So in the year 2000, all the computers, they thought the computers wouldn't work out or something, so they would all crash. You're right. Okay, I had some other wonderful <laughs> answers, but you got it. Very good. Good job. Uh, so it was not a famous punk band out of Sussex, <laughs> England. It was not the first acronym to be widely used by a text. It meant like, why too crazy? Calm down. <laughs> and it wasn't the second largest peak in the Himalayas. So, okay. <laughs> Thank you. All right. So good. Point for Bravin. I'm ready. <laughs> All right. Ghosting someone means that you A, stand them up on a date, B, use their Netflix account without paying, <laughs> stop responding to their texts, calls, and messages, or D, never pay when the check comes to the table. <laughs> it's the, like, just the C, the, like, disappearing and never, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thank good you. job. Thank you very much. I feel like that's that that one is very easy to understand in context. Like the first time someone says it, you understand instinctively almost what that means. Yeah, Except yeah. if I were a ghost, I would haunt. <laughs> that's true. So that's I would fair. be around all the time, right? You really should be be like abducted or alien taken. Okay. But I could also see it like being construed as answer choice A. Like instead of ditching someone or standing someone up. Yeah. Like the term would have changed to like uh, ghosting. I could I could see that too. Yeah, I feel like things. So that, that, yeah, th th those were good choices, man. Do you yeah. ghost people, Robin, or do you have the balls to tell them I'm just not that into you? I never ghost. Yeah, you you got to tell the person up front because otherwise it's just really disrespectful and leaves them hanging and stuff. Yeah, at oh. least say you're moving to a, another country or something. That's what yeah. I always did. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like, you go at least love them, but just don't like not respond to them is what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Have a heart, you know. So in today's culture, do you have to tell someone face to face or at least on the phone that you don't want to see them anymore? Or is the text counting as like, hey girl, I'm just not that into you? <laughs> on Snapchat. <laughs> I guess it really depends on how close you are with the person. Like if it's a relationship, you should tell them in person. But if it's just like someone that you've like been on a one or two dates with, then you can like text them. Okay, thank you. 
Next question for Bravin. What was the average price for a newly released CD in 1995? $12, $19, $14, $699. Um, I'm going to go with $699. Good try. It was $14. That's Shut what we would up. pay. Are you serious? $14? Yes. I was actually going to say 19 because yeah, well, I think when they very first came out, they were like nineteen bucks. But yeah, oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Do you know well, you had CD? to be rich in the nineties? No, or you just didn't we have got... a lot of music. Oh, did that? Yeah. Or, oh. or you got like mixtapes? You made mixtapes and like, or oh, okay. that's recorded it off the radio. That's more the eighties, uh, though. I think you're right. I miss mixtapes from boys. I'll be honest. Yeah, I, I make I make uh, Spotify playlist that's 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 the new mixtape yeah you make a playlist okay <laughs> okay and do you send it to her all like hey girl no i'm just like look listen to this this is, there's some good shit on here you should listen to it just... and then do you wait and be like oh god did she get my secret message that i love her no she'll just react to it with a thumbs up <laughs> so it's so it's so sterile <laughs> you know and i'm okay with it <laughs> I do feel bad that like y'all never got the experience of getting a note like shoved into your locker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Stephanie yeah. should be taking notes. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> what's your next question for me, Robin? Um, <laughs> all right. This might be an easy one, but when someone says that party was lit, they mean, Hey, it was on fire. The authorities had to be called. <laughs> yes. I'm joking. Okay. <laughs> the party had all of the lights on. It was lame. <laughs> <laughs> there were a lot of cops near the party. A high chance it would get busted. <laughs> or there were a lot of people at the party and the music was good. Whatever the one that means like it was cool. Is that the last one? What was the first one? Uh, it was on fire. The authorities okay. had <laughs> I like all your answers, but it's like it was a cool party. <laughs> yeah. My generation would say rad. It was rad. Oh, rad? Okay. I still say rad. Oh, wow. Okay. I feel like rad has stayed around uh, in the lexicon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Stephanie, did you guys not say groovy? I thought that was like the word for your generation. Jesus. <laughs> How old do you think I am, Robin? No, I never said groovy without being no ironic. No one said groovy. I don't think people in the 60s said groovy. Now, Phil Collins did a remake of a song called Groovy Kind of Love, yeah. which is really quite beautiful. And my song with my sixth grade boyfriend. But wow. uh, I did not say groovy. Okay, ready? Yeah, I'm ready for it. What are the yellow pages? <laughs> that yellow notebook in legal size that lawyers use. A listing of singles in your area according to age. A list of businesses in the area with advertisements. The first marketed kitty litter liners. Yellow pages. <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, the one with the list of businesses. <laughs> You're right. You're right. But had you, have you ever seen a yellow pages? Uh, like I vaguely remember some stuff from my childhood. Like, like I was born when there wasn't an internet, like back in like the early 2000s. So I remember some, <gasps> <Dude>. <laughs> I 
with CDs. Wow. Okay. Wait. So are the yellow pages not the same thing as a phone book? Yeah, that's what I thought. Right? Yeah, but the, there's like the residential pages, and then there were the yellow pages. They were separate. Oh, oh, yeah. the yellow, the residential were the white, like plain paper right. pages, right? Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. You have another one for me, Robin? All right. What is a rave? Oh, please. My generation invented raves. <laughs> <laughs> it's we a party in a warehouse that someone probably doesn't really own and didn't get any legal access to. And then you play a lot of electronica music and there are glow sticks and whistles and Excellent. you make out. Yeah, and that too. Yeah. Oh, and then oh, the cops come, and you're not old enough, and you all have to like run out of different doors in the warehouse. Can I yeah. offer a bonus question? Sure. Do you know the name of the popular drug found at raves? I do. I do. <laughs> Is it acid or Molly? Uh, oh, oh. Okay. Oh, I don't know. It was love. Just love. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think this is our final question, right? This is five? Yeah. So Okay. Who was Spuds McKenzie? The dog from the Bud Light commercials. The second man on the moon. A solo artist who got his start on 90210 with the song Talk Like an Angel. The only survivor of the People Temple mass suicide. So dark. You went dark, dude. <laughs> I always go dark. I'm going to go with the third one, the artists that got their start on. I love that. It's not. It's a dog from the Bud Light commercials, <laughs> Little Spence McKenzie. Yep. Oh, he always yeah. had, like, bikini babes hanging out with him. Yeah. <laughs> dog every time. Yeah, and he would be on a skateboard, right? Yeah. Okay. He was, he was drinking alcohol. As yeah. dogs did. <laughs> okay, Bravin, I think you had one last one for me, a real good segue. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I have two more. I have like one actual one. Okay. And then segue. Okay, I'm ready. All right. Um, what is a Finstagram? A what? Finstagram. Finstagram. Yeah. A, the original name of the company, Instagram, before it was rebranded in 2012. B, the name of a Chinese social media platform that is popular with millennials in that country. C, a second Instagram account reserved for close friends and family. Or D, a, a term coined by Kylie Jenner to describe her mass social media following. <laughs> I think it's C, the like persona Instagram. Yeah, you got it. Hey. Hey. hey! All right. That's awesome. Okay. Praise me. Okay. All right. <laughs> You're a fan. Okay, okay yeah. I have one more for you, Bravin, and then you one more back, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So what was the first gubernatorial race you think I was eligible to vote in? <laughs> um, do I have to mention the candidates or... Oh, so the first question is, what year do you think was the first year? Um, I remember, I haven't filled out your <laughs> job performance. 
or written you a letter of recommendation yet. When are, when are gubernatorial elections in Texas? They're every four years on the four and the eight. Okay. And the, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. Four, yeah. eight. Well, no, so it'll go like four, eight, two. It's every four years. So we had one in 18. So we'll have one in 22. Um, my guess is 1992. Very close, 94. Oh, wow. I was born. That's ah. nice, Aaron. <laughs> Aaron, it's time I finally tell you. <laughs> I am your mother. <laughs> okay, who were the candidates, Robin? Oh, wait. Um, Ann Richards and George W. Bush. Good job. And who Whoa. won? Who won? Uh, George W. Bush. You're right. The beginning of the, the rain. Okay, awesome. Dude, that's a huge, that's an awesome gubernatorial race to like have your first election in, dude. That's, that's dope. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I always wondered why did George W. Bush win? I thought Ann Richards was super popular. Yeah. So did we. I don't really know. It was like back oh, was in the Rolodex days. I don't know. I, I, I mean, I was old enough to pay attention, but I wasn't. Mm. Aim. Yeah. Yeah, All right, important. I think it is time to interview Robin. What was the last question? The real nice segue we made up. Which of the following crises will millennials and Gen Zers be responsible for solving in the 21st century? A, climate change. B, automation. C, runaway income inequality. Or D, a new cold war between the US and China. What was B? Uh, automation. Oh, and E, all of the above. Okay. I mean, obviously, it's E, all, all of the above, and then we should put racism in there, and the wage gap in there, and uh, student debt in there, and... Thanks a lot, Stephanie. Your generation. You're, well, yeah. Yeah, that's what we did, right? All those raves. <laughs> <laughs> it's all the molly. I mean, look, the best thing that ever happened out of a rave for me my child Aaron. <laughs> Wait, I'm a rave. He baby? was born with a tiny glow stick <laughs> in his hand. The <laughs> origin story, honestly. Okay, well, I had it a lot really of fun is. with that game. I don't know if our audience is like, who are these crazy people? But I think that was a lot of fun. That was fun. Um, so, Bravin, here is your opportunity to seriously talk to those of us and other generations about what you're struggling with and how we can help. So tell me what really motivated you to apply for the Over the Ledge internship and kind of to put your life in danger these last couple of weeks. You've been going to protests in person. I want to hear about what kind of inspires you. Yeah, I think that over the course of the past like several years, you see a groundswell of members of my generation getting involved in politics, whether that be through like running for office, getting political internships, protesting. And I think that comes from a belief that if we don't do something, nothing will change, right? We continue to see the world deteriorating around us. We see you know, a climate change denier and white supremacists get elected president. We see you know, climate change regulations get rolled back. We see giant student debt that's like crushing our entire generation. We see rampant racism in our society that doesn't seem to be getting any better. Like things aren't getting better. 
and our generation's going to pay the price for it. And so um, that motivates me and so many other members of my generation to, to do something about it. Um, and that's what motivated me to get more involved in politics and find this internship. And, um, you know, I really believed in, I remember our first meeting, um, you know, I, I'm interested in political comedy, like I love The Daily Show and, uh, and Colbert and stuff. But what really got me to want to work with, with you, Stephanie, was when you mentioned the, the mission of Over the Ledge was to bring truth to power, to hold the people in power and state government accountable for their actions. Um, and I really believe in that mission. So that's Thank what you. brought me here. Great. So you say that y'all are really inspired, but then why are millennials like never getting jobs or anything? Getting jobs? What do you mean? Yeah, you like to live at home and have your avocado. I mean, right? <laughs> I mean, I think that might be a bit of a stereotype. <laughs> yes, I think it might be a bit of a stereotype. So do you think that things are really worse? Or do you think that because of the internet, you are more aware of things? Or do you think that every generation kind of feels like the generation before them failed them? That's a really interesting point. I think that it's important to keep perspective. And you have to remember all of the good that previous generations did, right? I'm able to live in this country and be an equal citizen under the law because of the activists of the civil rights movement. Um, and you have to be aware that, you know, things were a lot more difficult for previous generations. Um, so I think in, in, in some regards, the internet just makes you more aware of all that's wrong in the world. The world isn't actually worse. Um, but in other respects, at least over the course of the past, like five or six, maybe more years, you see things like actually degrading, right? You see like democratic backsliding in countries in Western Europe, in America, um, all over the world. Um, you see like, you know, a literal white supremacist in the White House, which is um, really unprecedented in like recent American history. So um, while I do agree that, you know, maybe things aren't as bad as the internet makes it seem, um, things are really bad. And over the course of the past year, few years, things have gotten worse. What, tell me about participating in the protests and like what scared you and what made you still go protest? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I'm really good at interviewing people. Broadly. <laughs> it's um, a skill I have. Thank you. <laughs> I, I remember the first weekend I attended the protest was really um, perspective altering for me. Um, my image of what America was was truly shattered um, during the course of that weekend. I realized how privileged and ignorant I was um, to the level of oppression that was out there. Um, you know, most of my interactions with the police up until that point had been pretty pleasant. And I realized that was because I had been living in a you know, privileged suburban um, town uh, back in New Jersey, and because of my interactions with them were initially informed by being a UT student. Um, but when I was in a crowd of angry, revved up people of color, I saw the way police treated us. Um, and I'll never forget the way peaceful protesters were tear gassed, pepper sprayed, shot with rubber bullets. You know, I saw that with my own eyes. And, um, you know, I'll never forget what, what that experience was. Um, but what I will say is every time I attend one of these protests, every time, you know, we have to 
hit the ground because we're getting shot at by rubber bullets. Every time I see one of my other protesters get injured, it only hardens our resolve. It makes us want to go out there more because every time they resort to brutality, it validates um, the fact that we need to continue to be out there to push for change. Um, and then the last thing I'd say is, you know, the thing that gives me hope from these protests and probably my biggest takeaway from them is the fact that so many different kinds of people have come together. You know, when I saw someone get pepper sprayed, I'd see a bunch of other protesters stop everything and attend to them, you know, pour milk in their eyes or um, give them water and snacks. You know, I would see soccer moms like stop their cars <laughs> and jump out with like water and milk and like run them out to the protesters. Um, I've seen people like honk their horns and raise their fists as we were marching down the streets. Um, you know, the American public are behind these protests. Um, and there's such a strong sense of solidarity among different kinds of people. Um, it's the people in power that are against us. And, um, you know, I think that with the support of um, the public, we can really change things. I'm, I am really proud of you. Like, I think that was very courageous. And uh, I have been to protests, but uh, I was too scared to go. I was too scared to go. So I'm, I'm proud of you and disappointed in me. What do you think, what is next? How do we keep this moment and turn it into a movement? What, and what do you need from older, older generations? Well, I think that it's really important that this passion and this energy is translated into actual policy change, right? Like going out there and protesting and yelling at, you know, the system is, it feels great, but it'll only work when you pressure those in power to enact policy changes. So, you know, you have to call the city council and tell them, defund the police, tell them to fire Chief Manley, tell them to regulate um, the tactics that police use. You have to vote. Um, on July 14th, there's a district attorney runoff in Travis County, um, and everyone should vote for Jose Garza, who's going to uh, change um, the way that criminal justice is conducted in this country. Um, so I think that it really starts from you know, taking all the energy and using that to pressure the people in power. Because people in power aren't going to, on their own accord, give in to the demands of the protesters. You have to pressure them. You have to call their offices. And you have to let them know that if they don't change what they're doing, you're going to vote them out of office. Um, and from the older generations, like, I get it. Like, I don't expect people that are older to go to protest because, you know, it's like we were saying, Stephanie, like, you did your protesting, you know, back in the day, right? Like, now, um, you know, I'm a college student. I have time on my hands so I can go to protests, but and you, you can know, like hit the ground when something happens where I'm like, oh, uh, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is about, yeah. I'm in, I'm in peak. You're protest. in good shape. Yeah. <laughs> but like older, everyone has their role to play, right? Like older generations, like if you have a job, you can donate to, um, you know, bail funds or donate to criminal justice organizations or the ACLU or Black Lives Matters. Um, if you're older and you're in a position of power, you can, you know, if you work for a company, you can say, what are our racial justice policies? How are we making sure that we don't have discrimination in our workplace? Um, there are a lot of ways to do good um, and fight for justice and protesting is just one small part of that, so. What, 
what are you most passionate about right now? Like, what is your number one issue? Um, so I think I'll, I'll say two. I think that one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, two. <laughs> All right, thanks. You're All right. right. Well, I think that the most important issue is the concentration of money and power in the hands of fewer and fewer individuals. And you see that kind of infecting our political process. So we all know like most of these politicians are bought by, you know, really wealthy individuals. And then the, the political system affects our economic system, which in turn just reinforces that concentration of wealth. Um, and so you see really kind of two Americas emerging where you have the uber wealthy who are doing great. Billionaires made money during the coronavirus crisis while hundreds of millions of people had to decide between going to work and catching the virus or staying at home and losing their income. Um, so I think that disparity in power is the most important issue in our political and economic life. Um, but the issue that's the most close to my heart right now is criminal justice. Um, it's because I've been at these protests, I've seen firsthand, um, you know, the, the level of oppression that's out there. Um, as I said, I've, I've been involved with this district, district attorney race, um, and I really believe that we can bring change to Travis County. Um, so yeah, those are my big two. Right now. Are you willing to share a story about being a person of color and recent racism you feel like you've experienced? Um, you know, it's, it's interesting because I think that when you're an Asian American, you don't really the racism that you face is not as overt and it, it's not as severe as you know if you're hispanic or or black or anything like that but um i can't point to one particular actually no i, I remember i'll actually i'll i'll I'll, um, I'll tell you one i remember freshman year of college i was at this like frat party or something and why uh, I don't know. I mean, I was, just, I was freshman, you, you know. You seem like such a good kid, Bravin. Yeah, all right, yeah. <laughs> I didn't join the frat, right? I was, okay. I was, you know, free beard. I was like 18, so it was really exciting. Um, Obviously, okay. And I remember someone had asked me, like, like I don't know, like, where are you from or something? Or like, like oh, like, are you Indian or something? And then I said, no, I'm an American. And then someone said, like, under their breath, like, yeah, right. Um, and that kind of really, like, like you know, I, I was raised by immigrant parents who taught me that the promise of this country is that no matter where we come from or what we look like, what we believe in is we're all equal members of this society. And believing in that is what makes you an American. So um, knowing that people out there don't view me that way, um, that's disheartening. But the hopeful thing is members of my generation, um, you know, don't believe that and uh, are fighting to make a more inclusive America, so. Oh, no. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. Say the last part again. I'm just looking forward to being part of that, part of that fight. Good. Okay, well, we've got your back. I mean, unless my back is out and then ugh, I'll just be shuffling around. All the raving stuff. To be <laughs> you have no raves. idea. Do you know what Deep Ellum is in Dallas? Like, I went to Deep Ellum when it was cool. That's all I want to was, say. Was that a rave site? So many different sites in Deep Ellum, yeah. Really? 
Yeah, like when I just see like Magnolia kind of like it's like cutesy and oh no, it was like warehouses and alleys. I saw in excess for like ten dollars in some crazy bar there. Y'all will have to look up who in excess is. Um, I don't. Anyway, what? this is about Bravin, and so normally we end the podcast with some final thoughts. Is there anything else? So we're gonna play parting words. Uh. And so I want to just sing praises to Bravin is our parting words. So what are your three favorite things about Bravin? And I'm going to start that um, he's wicked smart, really kind and passionate. And I couldn't have done this show without him. And thank you very much. Thanks, Stephanie. You're welcome. Aaron? Not to piggy up back off that, but super kind. Uh, you were like super warm and welcoming the first time I got to meet you. Um, and then we had to, you know, shelter in place. So it, it hasn't, right. we haven't gotten to do much after that. Um, uh, and I got to say, you really do. Um, and I didn't know you were from Jersey. So that's pretty cool. Um, I, I have a friend from Jersey now. Um, but, uh, but no, I think like, yeah, you're, you were super on top of things. Um, you kept the show running for sure um and like anytime like we were curious it's like what's going on you know with facebook and so we'd be like hold on bravin's getting it in so like it was like just to know that like uh to have that support you know in austin improv community we always say i got your back uh, i know we never said it before this show um but i always knew bravin had my back so yeah miss you bud bigger brighter pastures wherever right. you go just remember you... us when you move on to big things and it's like excuse mm-hmm. me mr president <laughs> i knew him as robin but that's cool <laughs> jessica i know you just met him yes. so i'm really putting you on the spot but no that's it's a pleasure um to do my first over the ledge with you um and i can just in the short time that we've uh interacted obviously you're super super smart super passionate and you awarded me this knowledge. <laughs> well, done. thank you. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, do you have parting words, Robin? I think I think that's our show. Yeah. I mean, I just a huge thank you to you, Stephanie. Like, um, you taught me so much, and you've been a great like um, mentor and friend to me, and really like the the coolest, chillest boss that I've ever had. Um, <laughs> so I really appreciate it. Like you know, internships can sometimes be like stressful, but the way that you've communicated and and talked to me, like it really felt like I had a a good support system with you. So I really appreciate everything you've taught me and um, everything you've given me. And like, as I said before, like I really believe in the mission of what Over the Ledge is trying to do. And so um, I look forward to continuing to support the show um, as a fan um, instead of as an intern. Okay. Thank you very much. And uh, like Aaron said, I got your back and don't be a stranger. All right, that's our show. Thank you for joining us. Jessica Torres, our most knowledgeable comedian in Austin. House comedian, Aaron Salinas. Robin Ranganathan. Please subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Like us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as at Over the Ledge, L-E-G-E. And you're welcome to support us at Patreon. Patreon. Okay. Bye. And thank you to our lovely uh Yes, host sound Empress engineer. Oh. And 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 uh and host and hostess with the most is Stephanie 
and our sound engineer behind the scenes, uh, Mariah. Woo! Woo! And mom and dad, faithful listeners. Hi, mom and dad. Hi, mom and dad. All right. It's so hard to say goodbye to yesterday.